0: And good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta, reminding you again tonight, eight o'clock Eastern Time. Life Beyond Row, uh, thirty-five plus top leaders going to reveal what's next for the pro-life movement after the Dobbs decision. Uh, these are going to be short, punchy, three-minute uh, responses. By the way, so don't think don't think that we're going to be sitting there for hours letting people you know ramble on. This is going to be. They've all been all these uh, pro-life leaders have been told this is a three-minute. Operation that they've got. So you can register at Radio.net, Go to the upper left-hand uh, corner of the website, or you can go right to LifeBeyondRow.com and register. But it's tonight, eight o'clock uh, Eastern time. With me right now to keep us, uh, you know, up to speed on developments uh, in this America which we are now moving towards a pro-life America, we've got Claire Kosmowski. Claire's a longtime friend and pro-life advocate who I've worked with uh, a number of times over the years. She's also been a former producer of this program, and we've just brought Claire on board to uh, be our uh, pro-life liaison and correspondent now that we've got uh, Roe v. Wade out of the way. Claire, good to have you, by the way.
1: Thank you. Thank and, you for having me.
0: Yeah, and tell us... I mean, let people know something about your own background on this, and why I thought you were a good choice to do this uh, pro-life correspondent. Uh, well,
1: um, Al, you and I go way back. Yeah. Um, when I was fifteen, Operation Rescue came up. We were always pro-life. My my mom used to go and sidewalk counsel at the local abortion clinic. When I remember learning what abortion was when I was nine years old. Yeah. Um, it, when I was fifteen, Operation Rescue came on the on the scene, and right away, I as soon as I learned about it and understood what was going on, I was very um, very convicted that this was something that I should be involved in and my yeah. family for should people be involved who don't,
0: in. For people who don't yeah. understand what Operation Rescue is, Operation Rescue was that move, pro-life movement, which uh, brought uh, numbers of pro-life people together to sit down in front of the doors of abortion clinics and put ourselves between the bodies of the unborn children being brought in for destruction and the abortionist instruments of destruction. So it was. Many of us, you know, were arrested for trespass violations. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, that was when I met you. Yeah. I yeah. was a minor, and I got arrested at one point And um, you were uh, an on-air radio personality on the biggest Christian radio station in Detroit, and. Uh, the judge and powers that be didn't. There was me and another girl. They didn't. They didn't want to let us go back to our parents.
0: That was a mess, now. Yeah.
1: And you uh, helped us out of that fix. So
0: yep, your dad was. Your dad talked to me and said, "You got to do something about this." So, yeah, <laughs> I had responsibility that day for some leadership, and I also had the radio program. So we managed to get you out. Yes, but uh, well, you know,
1: I went on to do more rescues, lots of other stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, went ahead and went to Steubenville Franciscan University of Steubenville for college continued doing pro-life activism I was um, president of Human Life Concerns there for a mm-hmm. year um, huge pro-life group of students there we always go to the March for Life and weekly would go to the abortion clinic in Pittsburgh to pray and sidewalk council Graduated from college. Uh, my degree was actually elementary education. Okay. Taught school for two years in two separate um, elementary schools, and then I, through a series of um, Holy Spirit led coincidences, ended up being your producer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, way back. Uh, worked for you for about two and a half years. It was uh, probably my the best job of my life, aside from motherhood, which I wife and motherhood, which I went on to do. Um, and uh loved working for you after two and a half years my first child was born and i went i retired and became a stay-at-home mom um but i love uh everything that you do here at catholic radio and always stayed in touch of course and uh, close touch worked a little bit part-time for you on and off through the years and then um this year uh decided to Go ahead and step in a little more yeah. actively. And pro-life is a natural fit. Through the years, I've always taught my kids um, you know, about abortion and the pro-life cause. Uh, we've done 40 Days for Life. We've done the Life Chain. Every year, I take my family to the March for Life in yeah. Washington, D.C. Um, so this is a cause very, very close to my heart. I think it's the greatest uh, social uh, need of our time, the greatest moral injustice your mother of 10. our time. And I'm a mom of 10, yes. <laughs> so... Five girls and five boys. Put it uh, to practice, yeah. Age 22 down to five, and we're expecting our first grandchild any day now.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Uh, I wanted to make sure people understood something of your background uh, before we start going into this, because we'll be talking a lot in the future. Yeah. Let's talk about these, uh, these attacks on yeah. pregnancy centers uh, and other pro-life groups. Uh, as I understand that, over the last uh, month and a half, there have been nearly 40 you uh, know again, these are reported attacks, yeah. yeah,, so let's talk a little bit about that.
1: yeah, this is unprecedented. Um, n- neither you nor I, al, we were talking just a bit before this. Neither you nor I remember this level of vitriol and hatred and physical attacks against right. crisis pregnancy centers um, ever. Uh, it began the day after the Alito leak, so mm-hmm. May second was the leak, May third was the first attack. Um, and since then, there have been close to 40, as you said. They involve everything from uh, vandalism, spray paint, um, smash windows, firebombing, arson. Um, to my knowledge, no one has been injured okay. as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you never know. Uh, even if people sometimes don't intend to do. Uh, bodily damage. Yeah. Uh things happen. I mean uh the Weather Underground ended up killing a uh a, a grad assistant as I remember it in uh in Madison, Wisconsin, back yeah. in nineteen seventy one, I think it was. They yeah. thought the building was empty. It wasn't, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a matter of time if this continues. Um, The uh, Department of Justice has put out um, warnings about the group and um, kind of an alert about possible further activity against uh, crisis pregnancy centers and churches. Um, And so, uh, you know, crisis pregnancy centers are just continuing to provide services.
0: Um, I mean, look at the, the, the list... Is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. Long Beach, California, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah. Um, which is just down the street from us here. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about uh, um, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, Dearborn Heights, Michigan, some other friends of ours, the Lennon Center that we talked about the other day, uh, some other friends of ours in Redford, Michigan, uh, Pregnancy Counseling Center. Yeah. Um, Glendale, California, Portland, Oregon, Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, Denton, Texas; uh, Manassas, Virginia. This all over the place.
1: Yeah, they've always seen uh, the pro-abortion forces have always seen crisis pregnancy centers as um, the enemy. Yeah, um, they 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 claim to want to help women. They claim to want to uh, provide services, but they don't provide services that women need if they choose to carry their baby to term. Crisis pregnancy centers do. You would think they would be all over that. You would think they would be willing to provide a reference here, go to the crisis pregnancy center for help. No, they have always reacted with vitriol and hatred, and they hate what we're doing. Um, The group that mostly has taken responsibility for this is called Jane's Revenge. Okay. Which is probably an echo of a group that was um, in existence in the '70s uh, in near Chicago, around Chicago, called the Jane Collective. Oh. It was a group of women, and they coordinated um, illegal abortions before Roe. Um, and yeah. so, we there's an idea that Jane Jane's Revenge is kind of an echo of that. There's also a group called Ruth sent us, yeah, but I haven't heard them taking much credit for it.
0: These These are the ones that uh, dress up like uh, characters from The Handmaid's Tale, Mm -hmm. Margaret Atwood's novel, and then there's a movie, not a very good movie, uh, from 1991, I think, and they've got a a television program, which I hear is pretty lousy. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: So Jane's Revenge uh, put out, they have a website, and it doesn't seem to be, no one has seemed to be able to name anybody, although... There are two uh, University of Georgia professors of so- social work who um, put out a list. Now, I think this was back in 2018, so it may not have a direct connection to Jane's Revenge. Um, these two women put out a list of crisis pregnancy centers through, throughout the nation. As I said, they've always um, been antagonistic towards what we do, and so they, they put out this map thinking it would be helpful to um, be more transparent in their words. They numbered over 2,500 crisis pregnancy centers. Um, I've seen estimates of up to 4,500 nationwide. Okay. Um, they do, crisis pregnancy centers do outnumber abortion clinics at this point. For example, in New York, there are 24 crisis pregnancy centers and only 20 abortion clinics. Okay. Okay. Um, so for
0: all those people who claim that the pro-life people are only concerned about uh, wanting to change the law to protect uh, unborn children. Look, that's true, but the truth of the matter is we are always providing material, social, spiritual, material support for moms. Uh, So I think it's important to keep that in mind here, uh, that while indeed the real issue is the moral status of the unborn child, um, we are also concerned about uh, creating an environment in which children can be born You know, into uh, families uh, in which they can flourish. Yeah. Uh, But let's keep in mind what this is fundamentally about. The primary victim of abortion is the unborn child.
1: Yes. Jane's Revenge doesn't seem to be organized in any top-down sort of way. Um, They put out statements like this. And for the allies of ours who doubt the authenticity of the communiques and actions, there is a way you can get irrefutable proof that these actions are real. Go do one of your own. You are already one of us. Everyone with the urge to paint, to burn, to cut, to jam. Now is the time. Go forth and manifest the things you wish to see. Stay safe and practice your cursive. Wow. Jane's Revenge. Wow. They put out a threat. Originally, it was like, um, stop doing your pro-life crisis pregnancy center work or else we're going to attack you. Mm -hmm. They had already started attacking. Uh, And then they put out uh, another communique 30 days later, basically like, you had time to cease and desist. Here it is. Your 30 days expired yesterday. We offered an honorable way out. You could have walked away. Now the leash is off and we'll make it as hard as possible for your campaign of oppression to continue Mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. Uh, but it's not; doesn't seem to be organized in any particular way. And at this point, Facebook has actually banned them uh, as a tier one terrorist group.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, no this,
0: excuse me, this group said they were going to have a night of rage yeah. on the day that uh, the yeah. job decision came down. I didn't 8 o'clock really see that it night. happen. Yeah. I looked around. I didn't see anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I think that was their wish. Um, but I think, you know, people are sensible. There are people who will go at night and vandalize uh, there are a lot of angry women right now, and there's a lot of uh, angry people because we have now on our backs the burden of 65 million dead babies and all of the moral rationalization and justification that goes along with that. Yeah. So there's a lot of triggering happening, um, and people will be lashing out. In, I think.
0: And there's, viola- there's violence against uh, you know, others, too, not just the uh, pregnancy centers, but uh, Representative Tim Wahlberg in Michigan uh, had his office vandalized. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's in,
1: sure. in the same building as a CPC.
0: It may be. Yeah. You could be yeah. right. I just was told that uh, Tim had that happen. Yeah. And
1: yeah. churches have been vandalized, although it's not clear that churches are being vandalized at a higher rate okay. than they have been in previous years, according to FBI statistics. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll wait and see how that goes. We've
0: got about 45 seconds left. Okay. Um, next time we get together, uh, what I'd like to do is go down and see state by state what the present situation on abortion is Yeah, there's a lot happening. Because you've got these trigger laws that are supposed to kick in. You've got uh, people who are trying to get injunctions against these trigger laws. And so uh, a lot of people are confused about the status of abortion in the nation today. So, Claire, thanks. Uh, Always good. You're very welcome. It's really good to be here. Thanks for coming on board and helping us as we go forward. Thrilled. Thrilled to be here. God bless. Claire Kozmowski is our pro-life correspondent here at Crest in the Afternoon. I'm Al Cresta.